Yeah, so I joined this uh, Finnish IT company called Vincit in 2012 as HR director. And, uh, you know, we had then 50 uh, engineers working in, in this small office, but we were growing quite fast. And quite soon we noticed that we uh, had certain challenges uh, while growing. You no, know, we, we had those engineers, but quite soon we started to have different roles, uh, people working with art design and uh, people working in administration. And we noticed quite soon that one model doesn't support them all uh, when talking about well-being or competence development or uh, employee experience. And uh, we kind of struggled to find uh, a model and tools to support these uh, uh, requirements of modern working life. And because we didn't were able to find any, we decided to create those by ourselves. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I'm Tatiana, and I'm delighted to be joined by somebody from Finland today. And it is Johanna Pistinen. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. So good to have you. Johanna is the CEO of a company called LAS, and she's going to share more about that. But she also has a very rich background in learning and development. So today we're going to do a little tour around what it means to be a learning organization, what it takes to bring amazing products that really help leadership and new aspects of work going tomorrow. And we will be talking about something that I find very fascinating, the view of the internal customer. So stay with us and take some learnings away. Johanna, where are you joining us from today? Give us some words. Well, I'm joining you from Finland, from Tampere. I'm at the moment in our office. We opened the office a couple of days ago after COVID uh, situation. So hopefully we can stay here also next week. Uh, but the situation looks pretty good at the moment. Awesome. I know Finland a little bit. I certainly know it for its innovation and amazing approach to just trialing things and going ahead and finding you know, best possible solutions. So talk to us about LAS. What are you doing? How did this happen? Where are you at? Yeah, so I joined this uh, Finnish IT company called Vincit in 2012 as HR director. And uh, you know we had then 50 uh, engineers working in, in this small office, but we were growing quite fast. And quite soon we noticed that we uh, had certain challenges uh, while growing. You no, know, we we had those engineers, but quite soon we started to have different roles. Uh, people working with art design and uh, people working in administration. And we noticed quite soon that one model doesn't support them all uh, when talking about well-being or competence development or uh, employee experience. And uh, we kind of struggled to find uh, a model and tools to support these uh, uh, requirements of modern working life and because we didn't were able to find any we decided to create those by ourselves so mm -hmm. so that was kind of a short story behind how we started to create this new model amazing and what were you trying to achieve like what was the biggest driver or the biggest question you wanted to solve well, we wanted to get rid of guessing because we noticed that we are guessing all the time in HR and in leadership teams. You know, we, we tried to guess how we should support people and then we implemented a lot of things based on our guesses and we knew that it's not effective model 
uh, and people need different kind of support. And we wanted to bring data and understanding to support this. So, so kind of uh, change the whole perspective, you know, instead of pushing same model for everyone, we wanted to create model where people could actually choose what support they need today in order to develop their skills or, or uh, uh, well-being. And uh, we started treating our employees as internal customers, seeing them as active consumers who own their well-being and competence mm -hmm. development and career and just making that as easy as possible. Internal customer, big word. We tend yeah. to sometimes use it in different contexts. So what does it mean to treat people of your organization like internal customers? Well, we created a kind of a marketplace, digital marketplace, and, mm -hmm. and uh, concepted, concepted all of our support as a, as a kind of, a, they are kind of a description to show what support we have available and then people can choose order the support they need so mm -hmm. it's kind of a online store for our uh, support services and those services are provided by hr uh, leadership team sales team marketing team to mm -hmm. employees and teams right. but also employees to each others because you know we had a lot of uh, we were growing at the moment we have uh, 600 employees in our parent wow. previous parent company visit and we started to have different uh, competencies, but people didn't recognize those anymore because the company was so big. Mm -hmm. So so we also helped individuals to concept their uh, uh, competencies and make those visible to their peers so that they right. can order support from each others. So it's kind of a big marketplace where every, everyone from support functions to, to leadership team to individuals and teams can show what they can offer to each others. And then we, of course, use data to understand how those services work and do they work better to others than the others? Are some services better for the millennials comparing to people retiring soon or people who just joined the company comparing to people who have been with us 10 years? So mm -hmm. it's kind of a bringing data to help us to understand where we should put our resources and what we should stop doing if something is not working. Love it. I love two things in this one in marketplace. So it's really I choose what I think I need in that very yeah. moment. So it's very much power to the people. But yeah. secondly, you also say it's not just provided by HR leaders, it's provided by peers by other functions. How did yeah. you get the buy in of all these people to, to jump on this kind of experience and offer their solutions and knowledge? Well, we, we uh, kind of made it as easy as possible. You know, it doesn't, if you so provide your support to others, it doesn't have to be one day course uh, that is hard to organize. Instead, it can be, you know, that you just take your colleague with you and, and he or she can observe what you are doing mm -hmm. while you are doing your daily job. So kind of uh, helping people to understand that it can be small things and it doesn't have to be so hard to share your competencies. Right. Instead, you can use your imagination and try what works and, and mm -hmm. what is interesting to other colleagues. And then we also use the data. So because mm -hmm. we noticed that it's not easy to understand what kind of support you need people. We wanted them to uh, be more self-directed, but then we also noticed that it's not uh, going to happen if you don't help people to take the responsibility. Mm. And um, th that's why we brought the data aspect. So we have all the surveys, employee survey, competence survey, we have well-being survey in this solution or platform. Right. And then uh, they, they, we will get the results so that we know where we need more support. And then we ask 
from employees who could actually join and help. So it's kind of a discussion with the employees where we use this data to show that we actually have a need for this. And if you have something to provide, please, uh, please uh, just tell us. Love it. So you used a, a chic word. A lot of people use it nowadays, platform business. Yeah. Yeah. So what are data telling you? Are you hitting the nail on its head? Does it do what it's supposed to do? I mean, platform, always the beauty is it's scalable. So you put it there, people can you know, use it at their leisure time whenever they feel it's yeah. necessary. But are you also seeing a real benefit? How can you track it? Are data suggesting that already? Yeah, we actually use data in multiple ways. Uh, one is to get the data from the services, you know, what is working, what is not, and to whom. And this way, it's kind of continuous development. So we regularly, we see the data, uh, you know, uh, develop the services based on the understanding what we have. And when changes happen, like the well, extreme change uh, was COVID, for example, mm. suddenly in one day, we were in a remote working mode. And uh, some, the support that we had previously or before this, uh, some of them didn't work anymore in this mm -hmm. new environment. So uh, with this kind of, it's kind of also kind of a, a trial platform or testing platform right. to understand what is now working after this change to these people today and what is their mm -hmm. need uh, currently. So it's kind of a helping us to focus our resources and it's also cost effective because then we know what is meaningful for mm. these people and what is not so that we can stop doing this. Yeah. But we also try to take holistic approach. So uh, because we have different sources from the data, you know, well-being, competence development, uh, employee experience, we also see correlations between these areas. And this mm. way we understand what are the root causes uh, right. what we should solve so it might be that people who uh, seem to be engaged to our organization they might have certain uh, kind of uh, certain uh, competencies for example mm -hmm. that seem to be leading that uh, to more engaged performance and, mm -hmm. and then we should focus on those things if we want to engage people more so it's kind of a bringing this holistic understanding based on the data and that is something that is lacking from most of the hr tools you know i just meant to say that's the first time yeah. i'm hearing that you're able to put multiple service and then really yeah. derive at you know different consequences and yeah. conclusions and then also the data always leads on uh, on practice in practice so kind of uh, when people see the results immediately, we always show the results to people themselves and teams, mm -hmm. and they can compare their results to others and so on. And then mm -hmm. the data suggests them services they could use based on their individual needs. So kind of uh, also showing them what you could do after you understand what you need. So bringing the whole chain of, <laughs> of command. Kind Love of, uh, that. And definitely very customer centric. So they can yeah. understand what they need and they have the support. Yep. They can feedback, they get contributors and they can contribute themselves if they feel yeah. that they have to give something back. That's awesome. So Vincit was the kind of birthplace of this yeah. solution. And what happened yeah. then? 
Well, uh, we actually, when we won this Great Place to Work in Europe competition in 2016, then also a lot of companies started to benchmark us and wanted to know how we are doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked whether they could actually try this in their organizations. And we actually, we didn't know what happens if we bring this kind of a quite modern model uh, to traditional organizations, but we decided to try what happens. And uh, now, like a last four years or three years, we have been uh, developing this model with uh, different customers. And uh, now we were, we kind of uh, understand uh, how we can support them the best. And that's why we spin the company off uh, Vincit uh, last summer. So now we are on our own and wow. uh, working with uh, customers, doing the same things that we did in Vincit, but now with uh, external customers and, and helping them to Wow, what a story. Beautiful. You did mention more traditional environments. So clearly where you came from, highly tech savvy engineers, people on the edge of newest developments, new technologies, and then traditional businesses. Take us on the journey. What works and what doesn't work from your experience so far? Well, I think you cannot take uh, too big leap at once. If you have really traditional uh, uh, company, uh, changing the models at once is not safe for the people. They are not feeling safe. You know, mm-hmm. we tried uh, in our own organization, we also tried to uh, give people like the uh, lot of autonomy, but it might also kind of uh, make people afraid about, but they don't know uh, how to make decisions, who decides, uh, if I want to develop my competencies, what are the competencies that help the organization? If they are lacking this kind of information, it is hard to start leading yourself. Mm. And this this is why kind of uh, the more traditional organization, the more you have to plan the steps so that they are big right. enough to change the model, but the small enough to keep people kind of uh, feeling safe. Mm. And um, And we have created these paths, you know, uh, if you have these traditional appraisal interviews in your organization, you can start bringing data to these discussions and mm-hmm. help uh, managers to start acting more like coaches, using the data, looking at it with the employee from different perspectives and talking together uh, what this data shows us and what should, what could be the next steps for, mm-hmm. for example, your competencies or well-being development. So kind of um, bringing this new uh modern style to these traditional uh models and this way start changing the, mm-hmm. the whole path so what you're saying so the solution itself it's it's still very much adaptable it's just a matter of maybe the journey might look a little different maybe yeah. take a little longer That's yeah fair. and yes. many companies they are not ready to uh give uh, or like a show uh people the so that individuals could order the support immediately instead they might start uh, offering support to teams and teams Mm -hmm. can decide what they need instead of helping them to be successful and then they can go further uh, when people understand this uh, whole concept so that's great so i'm just curious giving all this power to people or teams yeah do hr folks still feel needed in that place do they feel they empower it more as a facilitator or do they feel like, okay, I just put the model out there and then I'm kind of out. I'm more like a product manager than, than a caring HR person. It changes, yeah, it changes the role of HR. It, mm-hmm. it, I think it 
uh, goes more strategical uh, role, mm -hmm. you know, understanding the root causes, understanding where to focus, mm -hmm. what kind of support you should create. So the, the tool is only giving you insights. But when right. you understand those insights and root causes, then mm -hmm. you can start making strategical decisions. Right. And this is something I believe that HR role is going to change towards, you know, not anymore. Uh, like a treating the symptoms instead of trying to understand the root causes behind mm -hmm. and start uh, focusing resources on those things. And, and this is what happened our, in our own organization. It also brings this continuous development ideology to HR yeah. jobs. So instead of creating projects and kind of uh, implementing things and then believing those things work, it mm -hmm. changes the perspective towards more like a, a regularly, regularly uh, looking the data and situation and then deciding what we need to have today for these people. Love it. It's very agile as well. So it sounds very yeah, entrepreneurial. It, it has the product yeah. aspect. It has also, as you say, continuous learning for oneself, which is great. So yeah. we can also evolve. But I also love that it has a little bit of this business development, entrepreneurial spirit in it. Yeah. Because your organization yeah. keeps evolving, right? As you say, COVID yeah. hit hard. Now there might be new challenges, remote working, all of that mess. And all yeah. of a sudden, you kind of have to pivot together with the people. Yeah. And data tell you whether what you suggested works or doesn't work. And then you have to be quick to iterate, I'm guessing. So yeah. people will want results and answers to their query soon, right? You can't wait yeah. another, I don't know, planning cycle for the next LMD yeah. budget. You have to be much faster. Exactly. Exactly. And I think because this was developed in IT organization, the agility is in our DNA. So right. that's why the model became this uh, looking like this. So kind of a constant development, uh, having retrospectical uh, uh, like uh, discussions about mm -hmm. what has been working, what we should do next. And, and it's kind of in the DNA behind this team. Beautiful. So what are your plans for this company? What's next? How can we witness you as this community? <laughs> We well, we just spinned out, and now we are actually uh, uh, we actually just recruited our first sales guy, and now Yay. starting. Well done. Yeah, next uh, year we already have uh, some international customers, but uh, next year is the big one. We are launching this for the international markets, and mm. and I'm really eager to see what happens and what kind of uh, organizations we are uh, getting to work with. Definitely. And I'm sure you'll be coming back to one of the conferences of Hacking HR and telling us all yes, about your I stories mean, and learnings. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a couple of uh, 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 panels also attending to those. Mm. I'm sure okay. some of our audience is now very excited and a little inspired and thinks, how do I get started? How on earth do I build a platform? What would you suggest? Well, I think the, it's kind of a changing the perspective. So start thinking about your cost, uh, employees as internal customers and start kind of uh, concepting the support you have. Kind of uh, thinking about if we describe uh, what support HR is offering, how we could tell it if we would have a, some kind of a marketplace or like mm -hmm. a sort style, how we could say what we offer. Right. And uh, then starting to... Uh, I think it's kind of a trying things. So, so somehow starting to get the data about what is working, what is not, and changing uh, from pushing the same support for everyone, it more towards this individual uh, mm. need-based model. 
I'm sure there are some good takeaways. So personalization, internal customer, listen to data, trial, yeah. and then adjust and adapt. That's amazing. I'm sure everybody yeah. can do regardless of industry or location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other practical tips where you think, how do we as HR help also other stakeholders to feel part of the solution, help employees to be willing to share their knowledge? Well, I, one of the main philosophy behind our platform is to, to uh, feed the discussion, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because the data is not the thing. It's not the main thing. Instead, the data always have to lead into discussion. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, the discussion is more easier and cooperation is more easier if you have an understanding about the situation and what right. is influencing. So, so I think that so that people can actually attend to the discussion, they mm -hmm. have to have enough information about the things that are influencing on the situation. And this is something that is lacking from most of the organizations, you know, they don't provide information to individuals, mm -hmm. data to individuals, right. so they uh, employees are in a kind of a hard position because they, they, they all the time we want them to be more self-directed, but they don't have the information enough to right. work in that way. So, so I think that is one main thing. Uh, start thinking about how we could provide information to individuals and teams so that they can actually start leading themselves more. Love that. And, and you've definitely given me food for thought. I'm already reflecting on a few things where I'm like, you're right. Yeah, maybe, you know, I should have taken the other turn. So that's amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Unfortunately, time is always tight and, and precious in all these places. Yeah. But if I could leave you with one question that we love to ask all of our guests, what are you most excited about and or most worried about if we talk future or specifically future of work? Well, I'm excited about, you know, no matter what COVID, COVID wasn't a nice thing, but uh, it actually changed quite rapidly organizations' uh, perspective towards leadership and HR. So I think many organizations took a big leap in a one year or a couple of years uh, towards new models. And it's kind of an uh, opportunity to companies to now start think, uh, like a, uh, leaving those old models behind mm -hmm. and start from the uh, like uh, from the uh, new perspective to developing their support to people. So I think it's an uh, opportunity to every organization and now it's good time to change the models because the wave is kind of there at the mm -hmm. moment. Love so, it. Yeah. Any concerns or shall we leave it on a positive note? Let's leave it on the positive note. <laughs> there Very are a lot clear. of things I see and <laughs> just have to start trying things and developing mm -hmm. things, just start doing things in practical level. So that mm -hmm. is needed to, right. to these opportunities. Thank you for that. Shout out to everybody. If you feel inspired, just like I do, please reach out to Johanna, reach out to Hacking HR as a community. I'm sure there is amazing things happening out there and we want to make sure everybody knows about them. And as Johanna says, just keep trialing and see what, what works and what doesn't. Thanks so much for being with us, Johanna. Appreciate your time you. and your insights you to me. have you. Everybody you. stay tuned for further episodes of Hacking HR. You know where to find us. Hope you stay well, stay safe. Until next time, take care. Thank you everybody for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.